I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot the shot. I'm coming in hot. Hello, it's Stephanie. Hey, 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 it is Ty, still his child all the while. And you are now listening into Inside Beauty Inspires, where we motivate, encourage, and inspire through biblical principles. Listen, we definitely appreciate you guys listening in and staying in tune um, and staying connected with us throughout this um, the, the series that we're, we're actually in. You know, for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking to you, Ty, about some of the experiences that you have had, you know, with dealing with some of the things that has, you know, surfaced as far as bullying goes, you know, with your child, what's going on with you and Kalea. And, you know, in conclusion, you know, I know that this is still hard. I know that you're still, you know, pressing through. But like you said, I'm still his child. Still. All the while. Still. And um, one of the main things that's helped me with that um, is actually one of the um, verses that was on the Bible app earlier this week. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. That's Isaiah 26 and 3. So those um, of you who are faithful listeners of the show um, know we oftentimes have mentioned that time in our lives where we've been in a season where the only thing that you could do is trust God. There really isn't an alternative. And certainly um, the journey that befell us on um, March 18th is one of the greatest illustrations um, of a time when that would need to be the mantra. Um, You know, it's earth shattering. Yes. World changing to us. And um, in some ways still feels very surreal. Each day has been exclusively in the moment, you know, We don't dare think too far down the road because we understood then like we've never understood before that tomorrow is not promised, not a single moment of it. You know, we often say goodnight expecting to see one another in the morning Mm. or, you know, we say that we'll see you tomorrow or talk talk to you tomorrow because, you know, that is the human's, you know, mind, that, that ego where we take Every gift that we are given for granted. Mm. So the journey has really forced my husband and I to go deep, you know. um, Well, that's where your faith is going to come from. You know, that's the only way that you're going to be able to survive in something along the lines of this, you know. You know, a lot of people talk about taking tests and a lot of people talk about going through, but the truth of the matter is you don't know how that feels until you're actually walking that thing out yourself. I've often wondered um, while we're walking through this, how do families that don't have faith navigate it? Girl. Um, Doctors are very clinical in the way that they deliver information and um yeah and I would imagine you know it's their job they can't care about every single one um you know I would imagine that taking um, um an emotional 
toll and a toll on their mental health, but certainly you want to be compassionate. And um, I just feel like we've been met with so little um, compassion. It's just very black and white. Okay, this happened as a result of this. You can now look forward to this. And, you know, that's it and that's all. And and no, like, real in between. And, and my whole thing is, you know, I serve a God through which all things are possible. I know this. You know, I know that he can do all things but feel. I know it is by his stripes that we are healed. I know that healing is a children's bread. And Amen. these are the things that I've spoken over my daughter each and every day. And, you know, they often sit and look at us and wonder. Um, and I've heard them whisper and, and, and talk and wonder how, I can be the way that I am um, with all of it going on, but that's all that I can hold on to is the God that I trust. I can't trust men. No. You know, um, I've never really worried about putting um, my faith in men. You know, I know that each and every time that I've been in a situation where I felt like I didn't know how I was going to, come through on the other side if I was going to be able to come through on the other side he always 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 has a ram in the bush but what I can tell you that has really been disheartening and kind of like compounding some of the things that we're experiencing is just noticing the lack of support um you know, I remember one of the doctors told us, and this is on day seven, um, and we recently reached day 101. So just to put that into perspective for you, on day seven, um, the doctor who basically told us there was no hope also told us that we had to really, really think clearly on whether or not we wanted to keep her because in the beginning, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be around and they're going to say that they're going to be there. And then as time goes on, it's going to continue to thin out and you're going to look around yourself and there's going to be three people, including the two of you. And that was like, Whew, you know, but God, you know, and that's what I said to him, but God, you know, I just, I've always believed that he makes provision. You know, I know we petitioned him um, in our decisioning with her and, and how to proceed. Um, beyond what happened and it has been so difficult day in and day out to be in the face of non-believers mm. um and one of the things that i remember as a little girl when things would happen you know um the church community would just jump in and just take action i can remember um when i was like 12 um one of our church members, her house burnt down um, and the church took up an offering, you know, that day took up an offering and was able to present it to her, you know, at the end of service to kind of like help her with that. You know, you had people that were volunteering to come over there and clean up and bring food, you know, um, clothes um, to replace things that were lost. You, you know, you just really get to see the sense of community in tragedy. But Say for like a few, you know, just um, very special people, we haven't experienced that, mm. you know, um, for the first 11 days, you know, nobody really knew um, 
except, you know, those who were like directly um, involved. But I happened to um, take a call from Kalea's Girl Scout troop leader. You know, she was wondering where we were, you know, because we're always um, active. She is amazing. Her troop is amazing. And, you know, Kalea was really thriving there. And she's like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, where y'all been? And, you know, I was like, wow. You know, that's when it first occurred to me that we had been in this little bubble and nobody like really was aware of what we were experiencing. And, um, you know, I told her and, of course, she couldn't believe it because she had just been with her seven days before. Yeah. And, you know, has since then shown me videos of their time together and Cleo's laughing and vibrant. And, you know, our Girl Scout leader was broken, you know, mm. on that day. She's like, I just cannot believe that sweet baby. She, I just cannot believe it. But when I tell you I've known her only since December and she just jumped into action I mean, she came up there and she like brought us things. We had been sleeping on like this pullout, like chair thing um, in the box that was our ICU room. Mm. And, you know, she brought us like this little mattress cover. Um, you know, she brought toiletries, like things we didn't even know we needed, like um, gift cards for the restaurants that are in the hospital. And then, um, you know, she asked me, could she reach out? Um, to pastor she's like you know you know people need to know and you know we need to be praying over this baby you know I'm a faith girl first and I was like wow like she really was the hands and feet of Jesus in this situation you know besides you you know you were earlier on um, you were in that initial you know because you were on the phone with me yeah so you know you were part of that initial um, people coming in to pray but it was really nobody outside of her circle yeah so then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it started getting all this traction and people were finding out and um, care pastors were wanting to come and pray over her. And it was so beautiful. And I was so excited. And, you know, we had a couple of like, you know, like the really larger churches like reach out and, you know, um, saying that they, you know, want to be a part and they want to send pastors out to pray over her and to see about her and, um, you know, help in any way they can. We never, ever saw them. Wow. Never, wow. ever saw them, you know, um, they had a representative kind of like reach out and try to get something scheduled with us. And we were able to meet the representative and, you know, he reached out several times and came to see her and prayed over her. Um, but we never met, you know, the um, pastors never heard anything um, from them. And I was just like, God, because God know me, you know, you know me. Well, you know, that's, you already know me. I can only imagine, <laughs> man, like, uh, you know, this is something. I struggle with yeah. people yeah. because people are so, Self-centered. Yeah. It's funny you said finicky because that was the very yeah. first word that came to my finicky. mind. Finicky. One minute they're here and, next and the next they're, they're there, not. Yeah. You know, they're, they're just really flighty. But, you know, we always um, are self-centric like when we see things. You know, I see things from the scope of how I would do it, how I how I live. You know, anytime that I'm ever aware of a tragedy, whether I know the person or not, I can see the story on the news, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, um, or, you know, somebody might post something on Facebook, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to reach out, you know, um, if it's somebody I know, I'm just pulling up. Yeah. You know, um, you definitely feel human compassion, you know, when you hear certain things have happened to people, especially people who you've spent any season of your life with. You know, um, we've had um, people who were really close to her, you know, she was in a pageant and a program for three years and, you know, just very close um, with the organization and, and several people in it. And I can promise you out of the 101 days, not a single one 
Wow. Ever reached out. But in comparison, we have neighbors who we've never met leaving, you know, gift cards um, in the mailbox. Um, somebody came and repaired our fence and our gate. Um, right. Another neighbor has been um, taking care of our lawn. And it's just like, wow. You know, I always get emotional thinking about it now because I don't know these people. Right, right. But the ones that we do know, the ones who claim to, to love her, or, you know, who have claimed to, you know, have a great relationship, you know, with us and our family, um, you know, even within the church that I served in, um, I just didn't feel like people showed up in the way that I would have expected them to show up. And the reason that I'm talking about it, this isn't to bash anybody. I don't want this to be misunderstood in any way. I'm being transparent and sharing my story because, you know, church hurt is real. It's a real thing. That is a thing. It really is. And I've heard people, you know, I worked um, in a ministry where our job was to, like, guide people into the church. And, you know, we kind of talk to them and interview them and kind of see what their history with God has been. How did you first come to know Jesus? You know, what is your history within churches and stuff? And a lot of them talk about the fact that they have a relationship with God, but they don't go to church. Mm. And it always boils down to something somebody said, somebody did. But guess what? More often it's about what they didn't do. Mm. And, you know, it's odd, you know, when you sit in church and you you hear about them going on missions trips and, you know, um, given to foreign countries or, you know, you might scroll on Instagram and see them, you know, having extravagant parties. And, you know, in your corner of the world, your earth shattered, you know, um, you weren't prepared, you know, we, we weren't working. So we weren't bringing in any income, but we still had to pay um, for the health insurance um, because I carry the, the health insurance and that was, of course, what was paying for her extensive hospital um, hospital stay and critical care. And so, you know, we have to maintain that. You know, I'm on FMLA, but, you know, you don't get paid for that. But you do still have to pay those $2,000 a month to maintain that insurance. So, you know, like, I'm still every day, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. But, you know, you get to the point, you're like, okay, God, you know, I trust you. But that human side is like, but gosh, how, how, how? And I know, you know, like I said, I've seen and I've experienced, you know, where the community just kind of comes together, um, you know, or the churches, you know, kind of come together or, you know, people who, you know, like she has teachers um, who have only like taught her a semester and they text me every week, mm. you know, um, one, her Spanish teacher, that's her favorite teacher in the world. And, you know, she would tell her husband, you know, on Mondays, you have to get the boys, you know, I'm coming to see Kalea, you know, I want to sit with her. And it just breaks my heart because, you know, in my in my human mind, in my flesh, I, I, I'm i thinking and I'm wondering, well, how are these people who actually spent every single day with her, teaching her, you know, driving her to summer camp every day or, you know, um, teaching her dance, but you don't reach out at all. Like, how hard is it to send a card? Not hard at all. Or flowers or send or a, a text. Card, yeah. Or, you know, if you live four minutes away, you know, pull up to the mailbox and and, and just say, hey, you know, I was just thinking about y'all. I just want you to know, you know, I love y'all. So um, then I went through a, a, like a period of like, you know, where I was spiraling because, you know, I was struggling. I was angry and I was hurt in addition to trying to figure out like how we got here to begin with and trying to stay strong enough to navigate it. 
because you have decisions that you have to make. And, you know, and, doctors are yeah. coming in and, you know, they're and having they all of their now. opinions. And, know, yeah. yeah, and I'm asking questions because yeah. you ain't going to just tell me, you know, and I'm researching and, you know, I'm going back and forth because I have to be her advocate. So, you know, that requires a certain level of, um, you know, brevity, you know, mental health, sanity. Um, you know, I, I felt like at times I haven't had the opportunity to just, you know, um, crumble and fall. But, you know, when I was sitting in, I was just thinking about who I've been um, in those situations um, and how I've been, like I said, to, to people I don't even know, even even in there now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if I see somebody crying, I, I feel compelled to minister. You know, um, I can hear things through the walls and I'm instantly praying for those mm-hmm. people. You know, when you felt like people didn't show up for you in that way, you know, you begin to like question, you know, um, I don't want to say faith because I don't ever lose faith in God. But as far as people who represent the kingdom, people who call themselves women of God and who every time you see them, that's what they're talking about. But the walk doesn't match the talk. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you start to kind of get disenfranchised with the whole entire thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. That's a real thing. And I mean, I think that it's important that you express your emotions and your feelings because this is your experience. This is what you felt. This is how you've been feeling the entire time, you know. And when you're involved in the church, when you're involved in different programs and you see the lack of concern, it does cause church hurt. It does cause you to want to kind of like distance yourself when it comes down to that mm-hmm. because you're a part of a body. The Bible says and many, every joint supplies. Every joint supplies. But the thing about it is many are called for your chosen. You know, we've been talking about it, time. We've been talking about people deceive themselves. They do. Yes. They, they, they truly deceive themselves because, number one, they're not in the Word. Mm-hmm. You know, they really do go off of actions. They go off of how they feel, not of what love is, not mm-hmm. what God's love is. But this is the majority of the world. Mm-hmm. That's why there's few. There's not a lot. The masses are a lot alike. And a lot of people stay away from it. And it's a sad thing because not everybody that's in the church is like that. You know, right. you, you got your hands and your feet. The ones who are, you know, like me, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I know that I'm a woman of God and I know that I'm going to lead with love. I know that I'm going to try to make sure that I'm there because I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. But then yes. you have those that have a criteria. If you didn't, if you haven't met this criteria, if you haven't done this, they almost kind of like X you out or, well, did you give anything while you were here? You know, did they yes. give you? They, 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 it's, it's a, I it's promise a, you, that's box. the first thing I thought. I was like, you know, I can imagine it's them rolling through, seeing how many tithes that we've paid to decide whether or not if you want to help us. That's yeah, that's disgusting. crazy. <laughs> to me, that is that is ludicrous. But, and I understand, and it's a business. I get it, whatever. It's a business, but this is a faith walk. And God is not pleased. Like when he sees this, like it's almost like, why would you even accept the call? Right. If you know, because this is going to be worse for you. Not on me, but they all have to care. They Listen, everybody has to give an account to the way they live. Everybody has to give an account to the way they showed up. He said it. We read it this week. When you did this to me, you did it to the least of them. Mm-hmm. You didn't know who I was. You didn't mm-hmm. know what I carried because you can't see it, but you pass judgment. Mm-hmm. Not knowing the situation. It's a real thing. I've come up against it. Church hurt is a real thing. I, I want to tell you, though, is don't be like Moses because Moses got frustrated. Mm-hmm. He got frustrated at the Israelites, you know. Here he is taking them out of captivity. Brought them over. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to go to the promised land, but they're complaining and mourning. The whole time. The whole time. He just took them out of one place to bring them over to another. And because they have to faith it, they started complaining. They started having the, uh, uh. And so what I tell you is keep keep going strong because you got God. And he's going to bring the ones that's supposed to be there because everybody can't handle 
everybody can't handle what's, what's happening right now. But I know that when you have a faith that you have and you're walking with God, he has set up provisions to bring people to you. Like you said, these are people that you do not know mm-hmm. like this. But they're sitting here saying, okay, let me cross this T. Let me dot this I. Do you need this? Do you need that? You know, we're going to say, that's what Iron Sharp and Iron strangers is. reached out um, to want to engineer um, a ramp, you know, for the house. Reached out to the HOA, had meetings with them, did all of that on their own, then called me and presented the design wow. and wanted me to sign wow. off on the okay. Went and got the permits and everything. Wow. Are covering the materials themselves. Wow. You know, um, I just I just got to give a shout out to um, Girl Scouts of Mountain to Midlands because when I tell you their whole entire organization, the way that they've shown up for Kalea has been incredibly beautiful. It has been um, inspiring um, because it reminds me of, you know, I always say, you know, you know who citizens of the kingdom are because of how they carry themselves. Um, and these have just been people who we've never done anything for because we don't know them. You know, we've never had any experiences with, but going above and beyond to make sure that we're taking care of, you know, um, they reach out and, you know, want to know, have we eaten? Can, can we, can you, can we bring you something? Cause we want to set up like a meal training. We're like, no, no, no. Cause you're not, you know, me, I, I, it's very hard for me to ask for anything and I don't ever want to cause anybody, um, any inconvenience or burden. You know, I trust God. And I say that every single day, God, I trust you. And he has been faithful. Mm. He has, you know, it's like people pity us. I'm like, do not pity me. Right. I do not want anyone to pity me. I am so grateful for the journey. It has its purpose. Amen. And one of them was for us to be still and know who he is. Yes, God. To take stock of that relationship. Because as you said, end times are coming. We don't see it because we're immersed in the world, but the signs are there. Girl. Things are happening. Yes, they are. Distractions are real. Let's talk about the fact that that submarine was all anybody talked about for days, days but they weeks. knew day one yeah. it had exploded. Already. Already. Well, Why that's do things the like focus. that happen? Right. Change the focus. And I'm going right. to tell you something else when you were speaking. You know, what came to me was obedience is better than sacrifice. You know, whenever God tells you to do something, go off of what God told you to do. You know, a lot of times we sit here and we question whether we should do it or not. I Mm -hmm. know because I'm, you know, we we raw, we real on here. We're transparent. When God tells us to make a move, it's almost like, uh, we might might study with it. But go with what God is telling you to do because you don't know what that obedience, you don't know what that door is. You don't know what's on the other side of it. You don't know what's on the other side of it. And just by you opening up a door or just, you know, taking yourself outside of yourself because people are all about themselves. They're not mm. thinking about nobody mm. but themselves, but we're supposed to be here for one another, another. one another. Mm-hmm. If God tells me to call someone, or if somebody's name pops in my mind, I immediately call. I immediately, you know, text, how are you doing? What's going yes, on with you? Because, and, and, mm-hmm. and that's why I want to say it because I know that the thought has been there. We got kids and so let's keep it G. Now mm-hmm. we got kids and we've played together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you don't have that type of, something ain't right. Yes. Something ain't right. So if God spoke to you, Move on what he told you to do because obedience is better than anything. And you don't know. I I tell people that all the time. When I got up this morning, we talked about it on the prayer call. We talked about obedience. We talked about how God will align you with the right people at the right time. Yes. And he will do it. Yes. Talk about that. Like, you know, the the ladies of ISI, just um, the way, you know, that they stepped up. You know, people that I don't even know, like they... um, 
threw my baby a birthday party. It was the wrong day, but the, but the, <laughs> shout out to Deja Nicholson. <laughs> but the intention was, there. I mean, that was so beautiful. Like you have to imagine, you know, I'm in the hospital. We didn't even know whether or not that um, we would be able to reach this particular point, but we did because we becoming completely transparent, you know, we weren't sure she was going to make it the first 24 hours, you know? Um, and then, you know, on day seven, they were basically like, you, you can either unplug her or take her home. Yeah. That was just the, the long and short of it. And um, her 13th birthday was the big thing. Remember, this was this big thing that we had been planning for, um, you know, uh, for the past couple of weeks up until, you know, the day that this happened. And so it was beautiful to um, come out of that bubble because you do. It's like the whole world disappears. And life was only me and my husband, Kalea, and the nurses. Mm. Um, you know, because I've I've been in that hospital room no less than 22 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, in the first 30 days, it was 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I couldn't leave her side. Um, so it's been beautiful how y'all, you know, come and bring flowers and cards and um, had her a birthday party complete with gifts. And then the Girl Scouts actually came on her birthday and had this big, beautiful birthday party downstairs. And just taking the time to reach inside that bubble and remind us that we are supported and that we are loved. You know, y'all have had us date nights and sent sitters. I mean, those are the things that matter so much and it doesn't take a lot you know at all you know but I just need for the church as a part of the community you know the people that represent your community that pour into your church that help provide the ability for you to help others you have to show up you have to be present you can't just Talk about it. You know, it's great to lift us up on the stage and, and ask for prayer for our family. But you ask what, what we need. Help provide what we need. You know, what we need is to feel, you know, supported, you know, show up and, and you know, help us, you know, make it home, you know, help us figure out like how we're going to get her taken care of. Like that just did not happen. But we we're okay because God made provision. Amen. He always, always does. And I'm not bitter because this is a journey. This is part of the journey. Part of this journey is for me. It did not happen to me. It absolutely happened for me. For me to recognize that it is not about me and what I accomplish and what I can provide for my child beyond teaching her about him. In leading a life that illustrates that knowledge through leading in love. Our mantra through this tragedy is love conquers all. It is the greatest thing of all. It covers a multitude of sins. God is love. And that's what we're walking in from here on out. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. I want to shout out to the ladies of ISI, you know, the way that you guys show up, the way that you guys stay connected. I mean, the daily bread, and it just hits, God's word hit different when you're in it every single day. 
And so you can be the hands and feet. And I just want to talk to the listeners out there. Listen, if there's anything that you can do to support anyone that you know that's going through, whether it's a prayer, whether it's a call, whether it's an uplifting, whether it's a message, just show up because that's what matters the most. That's what matters the most. You know, we need to feel that. We need to know that because we're a body of Christ and many members, one body. We all have something to do. We all have a part to play. Amen. Lead in love. Peace. Peace.